Oh yeah, we all remember that, right? You know, I thought that's the CeeLo Green for the longest time. It's like Gnarled Barkley or something like that. But anyway, we understand what this is about. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, it doesn't. But probably, probably. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Well, man, I tell you what, I've been having a rough go, and... Um, Yesterday, a longtime listener, supporter of the show, uh, Barry, um, you know, she reached out to me and uh, was, you know, telling me just some basic concerns about, you know, a friend of hers who was having some difficulty kind of readjusting back into the uh, into the COVID era uh, or from the COVID era, I should say. And it kind of uh, made sense for me to kind of you know, sit back and think about what we're trying to do with the show and how we can, um, you know, possibly help, you know, others. I mean, there's no doubt about it that the pandemic has caused some serious mental strain, you know, for people, not just in the United States, but I mean, all, all around the world. I mean, India is getting freaking smashed. Brazil, you know, cases are popping up in these third world countries that, you know, don't get reported much. And, and, um, you know, and, and inside of that group of people that are experiencing, you know, COVID, you also have lots of people like us that, you know, are living with anxiety and depression and PTSD and bipolar and, you know, just a lot of other mental illnesses. And that can impact us even harsher. Um, so I was reading a report. This was on GoodRx and they were talking about like just basic, you know, a basic thing to watch is just the medication that's being handed out, right? So prescri prescription of, um, you know, antidepressants and anxiety drugs, um, they reach an all-time, like all-time forever in the world uh, peak in the, at the end of uh, 2020. And then to go along with that, there was a, a survey that they did of a thousand Americans who were diagnosed with anxiety or depression. And they found that 63% of those uh, people had reported that their anxiety and their depression symptoms had actually worse or had gotten, or had gotten much worse, I should say. And during the, uh, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that, you know, that we're still, you know, battling with. And this goes to our point of, you know, the post-traumatic COVID disorder and the fact that that we have been saying, you know, since May of last year, that dealing with the pandemic and all those things is one thing, but dealing with the aftermath and the mental anguish that this has placed on people is, um, is, you know, completely a different thing. I mean, living through, you know, something as stressful as just a pandemic situation, and then you add, you know, financial insecurity, uh, family, um, loss, uh, trauma, um, and then of course, you know, 
all of those things can just, you know, trigger worsening symptoms for people with depression and or anxiety. And, and these folks that are already kind of, you know, trying to manage that anxiety and depression and these life stressors, you know, basically tip the balance of those scales every day. So when you're a healthy or you're, you're trying to be healthy and then you're functioning into this, you know, poor mental situation, you not only see your own mental condition worsen, but you see mental conditions of people who generally were perhaps maybe kind of mentally normal, if you would. And so, you know, these, these negative type life events, you know, can certainly either a bring up and rip off the scabs of old events and, um, or it can make and make those symptoms even worse, or it can bring about new, um, you know, new, new, um, diagnosis of, of mental health. Um, and, and, and during these times, like when you look back over the life of the pandemic, let's just call it a year, you know, during those times of, of crisis is, is when you, you know, fall deeper into your depression and deeper into your mental illness. And it becomes very, very difficult for you to find any self-worth or, or to, you know, just get out and exercise or keep busy and, and because many of us are just too busy trying to keep the fires in our in our own lives from spreading, you know, um, and we're already, you know, usually too tired and and fatigued to even practice any kind of, you know, mindful eating or exercising or other, you know, refueling activities that can make our body stronger and to help us, you know, fight off some of these, you know, if you want to call it viruses, diseases, mental health is an illness that can be you know, can be somewhat combat, you know, with a good, strong diet and good, healthy exercise and things like that, that, you know, stimulate other endorphins and kind of, you know, can put some blockers in, um, you know, even, even a small amount of exercise releases chemicals in the brain that automatically will improve your mood. Everyone knows that. So, um, but they, but it's hard to, to find a time and, and feasible to maintain a, a, you know, a pandemic type exercise routine when, you know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for groceries and, you know, how to fill out the next, you know, stimulus package uh, paperwork and how you're going to keep the electric bills on. And now that they've lifted, you know, the evictions and and uh, mortgage protection and all those things have been lifted. Um, now you also have unemployment that's been lifted. I'm not saying that those things are bad, that, you know, definitely we need to get back to work and do those things. I'm just saying that they're lifting those those things and they are not in my opinion taking into consideration the crucial aspects of you know the mental fatigue that we are all um in some ways um you know suffering from um so here's so because of all of these things i i kind of put together you know some tips that you know the therapists have shared with me um, you know, we created this show because there's many people out there that can't afford therapy. There's lots of people out there that are too embarrassed or shy to go to therapy. There's just a ton of reasons why mental health and mental illness is somewhat overlooked. And most of the time it has to kind of do with the person that you're staring back at in the mirror. You know, it's, it's not always in our, um, you know, cup of tea. And so all the stresses that the pandemic brought, um, I found a few ways to kind of help manage my own mental health 
And so I kind of wanted to put these tips together. And like I said, some of these are going to be really difficult for me to, you know, divulge into because they're things that I know that would help and they would work, but I don't necessarily practice them. And, and actually probably number one is sleep. Um, right. And, and sleep isn't always easy for us, right? Anxiety and depression, it, it affects you so much um, that, you know, you just can't turn your mind off. Right. And so a couple of things to do to kind of help in that situation is try to limit coffee, tea, caffeine, you know, set a time frame where like, Hey, I'm not going to drink another diet Coke after five o'clock in the evening or whatever. Look again, I don't practice that. I'll drink a diet Coke at five o'clock in the evening at 10 o'clock at night at two o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always that, um, you know, alcohol, again, some people, you know, they drink it, they, they drink not to, you know, it, alcohol will not solve any of your problems. It is a, a distraction. It's a, you know, a deflector of problems, if you would. Um, it does create a lot more problems. Sometimes if you drink, you do sleep, but you just don't get really good sleep. Um, you know, so try to, you know, tone that down a bit. Um, and, um, maybe instead of drinking, try to do a, a situation during that drinking time, which we'll talk about, about little exercising, right? So when you're thinking about having a beer or whatever, have a beer, but then maybe take a walk, um, or something like that. Um, it would be really Another, you know, good thing to do or another tip, if you want to call it that, is to kind of start and get with a routine um, and, and stick with that routine. Try to stick with it for sleep. Try to stick with it for mealtimes. Try to stick with it for some side of exercise because a routine or a schedule definitely helps to manage stress. Now, I know that things are going to pop up during the day and things are going to, you know, um, do, you know, things are going to just, life is just going to happen around us, right? But studies have shown time and time again that a schedule during any type of traumatic events or during stressful times that a schedule helps you uh, cope better. Um, so, you know, kind of, kind of try to figure out what that looks like. I, I, now I do practice that pretty well. You know, I write a bunch of stuff down. These are the things I want to do tomorrow. Most of the time I'm doing that in the middle of the night when I'm not sleeping, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? Let me write some things down and see if I can get some of these things checked off my list. Um, again, I, like I said, I, these are just things that I know would help and they help, when I get to them sometimes, but not always. Um, a, 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 an important thing too also is practice being grateful and also mindfulness of others, right? So during challenging times, again, it is very hard to find ways to be grateful about something. And, but gratefulness can help us cope with things. So um, take note of the good things in our lives, right? Um, it kind of bumps up that feel good energy that's inside of you. And there are certain hormones that go along with like feeling good, like serotonin. And, um, and that actually, you know, produces kind of like that happiness or a little bit more of a happy time. Um, uh, in the mindfulness aspect of it, this is something that I'm not very good at, but it, I know a lot of um, listeners do this is try meditation. Um, it's gained a ton of popularity lately uh, just because it helps you kind of deal with, you know, the depression and anxiety and stress that goes along with things. 
And if you're kind of new to that part, you know, just try laying down in a quiet place and focus on your breathing, you know, and notice and maybe even count the inhales and exhales and allow your thoughts and all your anxiety and your feelings, you know, to move away. One of the things that I was talking about Barry earlier today, because, you know, she was experiencing, you know, in her own life, sometimes, um, you know, some anxiety and some different things is, and we both kind of agreed that, you know, if, if we start to control our breathing and we start to focus on something that, um, that kind of gives us this more gratefulness, understanding of, you know, uh, of what we're going through and it takes our mind off of the, you know, let's call it the anxiety part of the situation. We find ourselves being able to calm ourselves, um, a lot better. Um, a lot of you guys, you know, a lot of you guys are seeking, you know, podcasts like this one and others, and that's a great thing. So seek support from others socially. Again, super hard to do when you're depressed but you don't want to talk to anybody you want to tell people you know what go fuck off i'm not interested in talking to you i'm interested in laying on the couch i'm interested in sleeping i'm interested in a dark room i'm interested in dark things i'm interested in watching dark depressed movies that you know keep me in my new comfort zone of depression i know this because i it i am this right so um staying in a comfort zone of depression for as long as i have um, it's very difficult to break out of it. So, um, especially for those that are just now starting to feel depressed, the, the hardest thing for you or the worst thing for you to do is to, you know, get isolated. So try your best to, you know, kind of stay in with a, with a social, um, support group. Uh, I'm not saying go on, you know, social media, Facebook or whatever, look at other people's pictures and feel how sorry you feel for yourself because you're not doing those things or whatever. I'm just talking about people that might, if you're drinking a lot and you need to go to AA, go to AA, you know, uh, even if you fail AA every time, there's a social aspect of AA that was designed in order to keep people in tune with other people. Um, and, and that's also, you know, AA kind of, you know, being a quasi, you know, Christian organization, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a God thing in that, you know, God wants us to have relationships and wants us to, to not be, uh, you know, isolated. Um, if, if, you know, and then there's also some of these anxieties of, of coming out of the, uh, uh, of the, you know, I don't want to say like a agoraphobia where you can't even go outside, but when you're trying to come out of this COVID box, right. Where, um, where people haven't, you know, seen each other or hugged or touched each other or, you know, whatever, you know, I, I would recommend that you, 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 if you are feeling anxious about that, just kind of slide back into that slowly, you know, take advantage of like the contact deli deliveries and, and, you know, the, the, the places that will get your groceries for you. I get that that's not being social, but sometimes plugging yourself into too much of that, um, you know, especially when you're not feeling it right away, um, you know, could be detrimental. So, you know, take advantage of some of those things that are, um, you know, the virtual 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 providers, um, the Zooms, you know, those things still are are good in a, a manner of 
hey, I get to see somebody else or I get to talk to somebody else or, you know, I get to have some sort of interaction with somebody else without actually going out into the public space that, you know, again, some people are feeling still a little bit anxious and nervous about, you know, I'm vaccinated, I'm not vaccinated, that guy's, if you're feeling that, use these tools that have now been created, you know, to, um, you know, to kind of help in, in edging that situation. Um, you know, there's a, a tremendous amount of, of, of medications that are out there. Um, I rec, I, and I went for a very long time without using medication because I thought that that was a sign of weakness and nothing could be further from the truth. It takes a very, very strong person to admit that they've got, you know, some problems going on and that they need medication in order to, you know, uh, streamline and, and, you know, kind of, you know, take away some of these giant mood swings, roller coasters, depressed feelings, thoughts of suicide, all these things that are kind of going on in, in our heads. Sometimes it, um, not sometimes, I would say all the time, it is a good idea to take, you know, medication, take medication properly um, and prescribed and, um, and, and make sure that that, um, that that's, you know, that, that the side effects aren't getting to you. Uh, I also understand that during this time, a lot of people have lost income and it's very difficult to, um, to, pay for some of these medications. Be sure to ask your provider about, you know, these discounts. A lot of these drug companies, you know, call it what you want. They've made gazillion, trillion, bazillion dollars on all kinds of other medications that sometimes they, they have some good offers out there. So, you know, just be, um, be very, you know, I don't want to say conscious of, um, uh, of all those things. Um, try to find a good, let's call it dietary nutritional plan. That is very important. Um, you know, food is, is kind of our, our life-based energy, you know, so, um, you know, filling yourself with good stuff, you know, sometimes helps bring about some good stuff. So just kind of keep that in mind, you know, the old saying, you are what you eat is actually pretty on point with, uh, with, um, with some of these things. And that's why I'm a garbage can. Folks, I'm not going to lie. I freaking treat my body like a freaking dumpster. I eat powdered donuts, chocolate milk, M&Ms. I drink about 75 Diet Cokes, um, you know, so per day. This is this is my daily routine. So, you know, I am definitely the pot calling the kettle black here. But, you know, I just want to let you know that a good diet and along with that exercise that we talked about earlier will go a long way. Um, now here's another, you know, kind of tip, and this is a difficult one to even address, but during this time of COVID and quarantine, we've seen a lot of, you know, people that have gotten anxiety, depression so hard and so far that they've found it difficult to cope and they find life difficult and they, you know, would rather not be, um, you know, yeah, I, you know, just bluntly, they just wouldn't. They'd rather take a different alternative and, and not be alive anymore, right? And um, and unfortunately, the the rate of suicide has gone through the roof as well. You're not going to see a lot of this stuff posted anywhere, just simply because, like I said, it's not it's not what people want to talk about. Um, you know, the mentally ill person is always the guy in the corner. The mentally ill person is always the guy that's blamed for you know doing you know, heinous crimes and, and things like that. So um, it's not something that comes goes front and center. Um, 
you know, mental people are broken and, you know, society kind of thinks of them that way and has treated them that way for very much for years, years, years. And that's why originally we were called mental lives matter because, you know, you had all these different movements, black lives matter, Mexican lives matter, Chinese lives matter, uh, white people matter. Um, and I can say that because and I'm Mexican, so I got no race. This is no racist uh, remarks or anything like that. But, you know, what about the people that are mentally ill that you have put in a box somewhere? You know what? We matter as well. So, um, but I just want to let you guys know that when you, then I've done these things, right? So when you have done things to harm yourself or, you know, have out loud spoken of harming yourself or have acted in a way that seems harmful to yourself by your peers, your family and stuff, they are going to certainly look at you and watch you and do things differently with you and for you, regardless of if you've gotten help now and you feel better and we're out of the quarantine phase and you're in a better situation, all those things are still going to be in the back of your family's head. So my family, they know that if they don't hear from me and, you know, sometimes depending upon how my moods are going, it's every few hours, somebody's checking in on me or it's, you know, a day or two is going to go by. And if they don't hear from me, you know, there's phone calls coming because, you know, they just, all they want to make sure is like, Hey, are you good? Right. And, and they know, you know, they don't know everything of, of course about, you know, my past mental history or mental, you know, illnesses, but they know that I suffer very, 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 very difficult times. So um, I just want you to keep that in mind. And, and it's going to be difficult transition back to a normalcy from that place, just simply because that is a real drastic change. It, but it's a very, it's a very real thing that happens. So, um, you know, Keep an open mind with your family and with your partner. Communication is very good at that point. Um, and when, especially when you start feeling those thoughts and you need to talk to somebody, definitely talk to them. You can email me. Um, um, for those of you that have my numbers, you can call me, text me. Um, I'm up pretty much all the time or I will get up and, and talk to to whoever, whenever um, that needs any type of help. So just kind of think about those things. Anyways, just a few tips. I know I lost half the viewers, the ADHD guys, they were gone in about 12 minutes. So they missed some good stuff at the end, but, um, you can fill them in, um, later, but, um, I will, um, I'll let you guys go. I think, um, next episode, um, we're going to talk about, you know, some different, you know, different kind of self, uh, motivating, um, techniques, you know, and how that we can get ourselves off the couch and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, that'll be coming up soon. Okay. Thank you guys. Um, have a good day and, um, God bless you.